Welcome to another episode of Just Being Amos Podcast. I have Dustin and Shane with me from Rough Edges Comic, and we're going to talk about um, comic books in general, and also going to talk about the conventions coming in September called the Cartersville Comic Con. Hope you guys enjoy this podcast. Everyone, this is Amos for Just Being Amos Podcast. My guests are Dustin and Shane. What's up, guys? What's up? What's up? All right. Now, you guys, um, what you call comic book um, connoisseurs or Uh, enthusiasts? Enthusiasts, you know. Addicts. Addicts. Junkies. However you want to call it. Hi, my name is Shane. And I'm addicted to comic books. <laughs> That's a good thing to be addicted yes, to. Yes, it is. You can't be addicted to the other shit. No, no, no. <laughs> more, more, more. Excess. And that's always been my problem. I take everything to excess. I go bigger, I go home. Right. I mean, yeah. so, so, Shane, how long have you been collecting uh, comics? Since about 1982. And about you, Dustin? About... Probably 1987, 1988. Damn. Y'all were ahead of me. Like, I think I told you once before, I started probably in the late 80s. You know, I got into... It's a good the, time to start, though. Yeah. Yeah, I got to the time when Spider-Man found out he was a clone. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. God. Man, uh, you know, he, he, he pimp-slapped Mary Jane and one of me hit her in one of them issues. And I was like, man... Y'all gonna regret that. Who wrote that book? An idiot. I can't remember who it was. You don't remember? Yeah, no, but it, it was in the 90s. I remember it. It was an issue of Amazing Spider-Man. He hit Mary Jane. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. Very oh. controversial. Yeah, it was controversial. It was very but controversial. They, man, they retconned so much stuff. They, they married. They ain't married. He's a millionaire. He's poor. He's a son. I mean, it, God, it, one thing that stays constant is he's a genius. Yeah. That is true. Yeah. That is true. He loves MJ. And that's a consistent. I mean, yeah. That's consistent and with that you gotta character. Remember, he cre- he invented his web formula when he was fifteen years old. I mean, that, that yeah, that that him producing his own webs, that was a terrible idea. That, that I mean, but with the terrible idea of doing it organic too. Organic, remember, yeah, in the movies, in the movies, yeah. they did it in the comic yeah. book too, I believe. Now, when he got the black suit, you know, they shot out the back of his hand. Right. But uh, that was the suit producing a, a web-like substance. Right. But, right. Uh, yeah. but um, I mean, that's like I said, I'm a big, I'm a Spider-Man. I'm a Spider-Man fan in general. But the high guy to comic books, it was my first book was an annual. It was an Avengers annual, I believe. That was my first ever book I owned. I got it at a newsstand. Well, I got it from Kroger's. Right, right. Yeah. Kroger's, you know, they had this, yeah, the spinner rack. Right. The spinner rack, you know I what I'm saying? I'm off the newsstand at Angles. I'm going to be honest with y'all. That right there was the death of comic books when the newsstand died. Because there's no exposure. I mean, that's how kids, that's how we got exposed to them. We'd see them at the grocery store, the drugstore, 7-Eleven. Right. right, You don't see that no more. I bought my spawn number one at a place called Fred Martha's in Rockmart, Georgia. Newsstand with the poster, like, you know. That, you know, that's a hundred dollar book now. It got right, it was eight bucks. It but, is. 
you know. But uh, uh, I bought there was a stack of Amazing Spider-Man 300s that thick at Triangle Grocery Store that's falling in the floor. And uh, I bought one. Everybody I know bought one of them. And now, I mean, that that's a $500 book. Unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. Well, I'm like, when I was growing up, like I said, I got it from the newsstand. But I'm from Mississippi, man. I'm from a rural part of Mississippi. Yeah. And I didn't have, I was not exposed to yeah. the comic book right. shops and shit like that. Yeah. Right. Now, in order for me to get my books, I had to order in the, I had to yeah. order within the book. Right. I had to order from places like East Coast Comics. Yeah. Or subscribe. Subscribe, yeah. Mile High, yeah. Midtown. Yeah. Yeah, things like that. Big yeah. Apple in New yeah. York. Yeah. Things. I think that's where mine, mine come yeah. from was Midtown when I got my subscription. Right. Because I actually had to go pick the numbers. Right. And I picked the numbers yeah. and stuff like that because it was issue by issue. I, my mama couldn't afford that for me. She gave my allowance, but she going to spend your allowance on books. And that was how I got in, fell in love with comic books and stuff like that, man. But man, it, it was an escape. I had a, it is. It is. Just like, I mean, everybody's got a tale to tell, but I had a pretty rough childhood. And uh, I had a trunk just full of comic books and uh, I would read them. I read them. I read my books. And there were several that I had that I reread almost every night. And uh, But luckily, Gordon Lee, my mother used to take me. Hold on. Wait a minute. If you hear the noise, I'll pop the cork of a Hennessy bottle. Hennessy. Talking about going big or go home. Yeah, I'm doing Hennessy night today, buddy. A little bit of Hennessy. Keep going. <laughs> you keep Man, going. I can't recover like that anymore. We we got drunk one New Year's or St. Patrick's Day. The last time I drank in my life, we were at a party, and our my grandmother used to give us cream emulsion if we got stung by a bee. Right. If your stomach's hurting, she's gonna give you some cream emulsion. You right. got a pink eye, she's gonna give you cream emulsion. So I built up a taste. Of, I, I I built up a, a tolerance a tolerance for it, and Jägermeister tastes just. Oh like God. So. Tiffany starts matching me shot for shot, and this is a hot girl that rubbed her junk all over me and everything. Thing. And uh, so, but anyway, and then we went to a convention the next day. Dustin having to drag me around. I'm like, he's like, man, Tim Wilson's got some good stuff over there. I was like, oh, oh, I know how Bruce Banner feels when he wakes up after he's been to Hulk. Oh, where's that garbage can? Man? But uh, I just, I can't recover like that. I'm 45 years old, 44. See, I don't even know how old I am. But, uh, man, I am not good at anything else in life. Well, I mean, I, I could butcher a cow. With a, with a pocket knife. Yeah, he told me you used to yeah. be a, um, and, uh, cut meat and yeah. stuff like that. I, I can I can do that, but I don't have luck at love, poker, any of that. What I have luck at is comic books. And I'll tell you, man, you're good at it. Because yeah. <laughs> me, yeah. see you going through the long boxes. Now, this is my other question, dude, is that what what pro, what how, what did you look for when you go look go into the old boxes or the back issues and stuff like that? For you, for you Shane. Jeez. Key issues, stuff I've never seen before. I like odd stuff. Right. I've got a rule. If I see something and I've never seen it before, never heard of it, didn't know it existed, I'm going to buy it. Right. Because, you know, that's that's an oddity. And I've got the touch. I really do. Me and him Yo, he's, both. he got the touch like Transformers, yeah, man. We play that song <laughs> every time we go digging. 
But uh, uh, just about every time we look through something, I've got a customer in mind. If I see a book, I'd be like, so-and-so would like that. That right. would sell at Jolana. That, that'll that sell at FarleyCon. Uh, that'll, you know, I know somebody that'll buy that. It's just, I'm just good. I can't explain it. I'm just, I know... I know what to buy. I always right. have. I've always known what to buy. What about you, Dustin? I mean, what's your process of doing it? Um, what you look for? Well, when digging lawn boxes, you know, looking for key issues, you've really got to develop a photographic memory yeah. because you have to know what the cover looks like, what the number is, you know, uh, whether you have a, you know, a error, you know, on the cover. Yeah. Is it a Whitman uh, variant? Yeah, you got to look for is that. You got a five cent variant, price variant. That's that's like those it's Shogun tough. Warriors, right? That we just bought. There's two different versions. There's the new stand, and there's the one that come in a Whitman pack, and they're different. You can look. I mean, and yeah, visually and, different. And they, you got these collectors that have OCD, and they're like, I have every one of them. I might as well get this one to go with it. I mean, it's different. Yeah. It's a variant. And all right, let's talk about variants. Those things that come out now are not variants. They're alternate covers. A variant is a variation of a cover. That means it's either a price variant or a Whitman variant or something like that. Them's just alternate. That ain't a dang variant. So, what's out now? Not variants called alternate covers. They're alternate covers. Okay, all right. Yeah, because now variants are different. They call them variants now. I know back in the day, like a variant was like, if it was 30 cents, yeah, like a thirty-five cent, and that was for some of the variant, right? Yeah. So you don't have it. You don't have it nowadays. Everything's covers. All about the covers. Yeah. Which artist. I think is nothing wrong with it. I mean, I mean, people like it. You know, I was one of those people that got into the co- the covers, and I kind of stopped because it's gotten too costly. It really did. Exactly. It got really costly, man. I was getting twenty dollar variant, yeah. a fifty dollar variant. Yeah. And then, and like this is getting too tough, too much. Yeah. Too much and printings. It, yeah. it just depends, like what the printing is. Like uh, when New Fifty Two was really hot, and um, you know you would have different printings, yeah. and that, it would be a, the same color or the same cover, but a different color, and that color is the one that is worth the most yeah. money, yeah. right? You know, and, and it's very very hard to keep up with I on new books. Never thought we used to consider reprint second third prints. Basically garbage shit, not now. No. That's like uh, Kmart and Walmart used to package books up. Man, I bought my mama. I was in the hospital for something, and my mama bought me a pack, and it was New Mutants 97 through 100. There was a 98 in there. Yeah, there yeah, was, yeah. You know, and uh, the 100 was a silver, the third print. So right. the way you get it was Walmart. But Kmart had the DC stuff, and there's like some of those Batman books... Like that Todd McFarlane cover, four twenty three, I think it is. Man, there's the, the, some of them. There's up to eight printings of those. Damn. Yeah, I, I only think the McFarlane. I think it only had three, but the difference to tell is you got the new stand with the barcode, you got a first print with Batman's head on it, and then you got the one that says DC Comics aren't just for kids. I mean, that's three different variations of the same book. So that's very. That's a variant cover. It's you know. That, I mean, like I say, this new crap is alternate covers. Those are not variants. But you can argue with me. Everybody can argue with somebody about something. I mean, some of these internet bullies and trolls, they'll argue with you about the size of your own junk. Oh, well, that's yeah. what that's the nature of the beast on the yeah. internet. That's what it is, you know. Don't read the comments. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> and some yeah. people don't, you know. But uh, 
That's another thing. The internet has changed our hobby totally. Used to, we had like comic buyers guide that come out. It was a newspaper sized, right? Mm-hmm. Sized thing. And me and Dustin, yep. we subscribed to it. We got it every week, and it told you. I mean, it man, it listed print runs and everything. But now you got the internet. You go to these groups and you watch what these people are buying. Mm-hmm. Like one group, Collectors Corner, they are crazy about Brian Polito, uh, Stabity Bunny, all right. that stuff. Yep. You know, and that's how we knew. To, to get into that, right? You know, uh, and that's the truth. Day, right about that, change. man. Because yeah. I yeah. want to know anything about it. It's part of the groups, yeah. but then again, you know, your um, your shops have previews, diamond yeah. previews. Yeah, you yes. know, they yeah. always got those. And our good buddy, Mr. Cliff Biggers, he he prints out Comic Shop News. Yeah, he does. He really does. And that that was that was a major contribution to our hobby. If I mean, not just him having the best store in Northwest Georgia, which he does, just to buy it, right? You know, I mean, Titan. Yeah. You know, <laughs> now, I did buy my Amazing Spider-Man 14 Angry Wife variant from Titan. Oh, you did? In 1992. You know, the one that's got all the writing on it. Man, that's one of the most famous books in the world. <laughs> that belongs to me and him. People have asked me seriously, what would you take for it? And I was like, five grand. I mean, I, it would take $5,000 to get that book away from me. I mean, it, it's it's a $600 book anyway. Yeah, I've seen that book. You showed me got it yeah, graded. Yeah, 1.8, yeah. a 2.0 guides for nearly $600. That's a hot book, man. I mean, that's the first print of Green Goblin. And the thing is like an 8.0 without Go to Hell Road on the front of it. <laughs> An angry girlfriend. Yeah, yeah, she got him. God. I mean, she went after it. But now there's a rumor that she destroyed more of his books. Oh, really? Right, but we don't, man... Everybody asks me the story, and I change it every time I tell it. I make up a new story. But the truth of the matter is, it was done in the 80s. Right. Because I bought that book in 1992 from Titan. They had had it for years. Everybody was afraid to ask what they wanted for it. And I asked him one day, I was like, man, what do you want for it? He's like, 40 bucks. I said, hand it here. And I paid him. And now, you know, it would take $5,000 to get that book from us. From his dead, cold hands. From my dead, cold hands. That's like I told Dustin, I've got a Miracle Man number 15, my favorite book of all time. 9.8, graded, 9.8. And I told Dustin, I said, you know you're going to put that on my chest right before they put me in an oven to cremate me. Dustin said, hell no, I ain't either. He's like, that's a $1,000 book. I ain't putting it on. He's like, I'm going to sell that, and we're going to have your uh, your weight with it. That's what's going to pay for your weight. Because so, I know you guys read a lot of books you know, oh, over yeah. the years. You know, I know you have your favorites. Um, not favorite, but favorites. Right. So, what? If, I'm gonna start with you, Dustin. What is your favorite? What is one of your favorites um, books to read growing up as a kid until today? One of the favorite, all the favorite characters that you have. Oh, that you um, love? easily. I mean, because I got started on on X Men. That's what I yes. fell in love uh, with. Yes. And um, but you know, I, I was automatically drawn to to Wolverine. And I had a subscription to the Wolverine yeah. series when I was a child, and uh, lucky enough, you know, my mother didn't care for me reading it because it, it was pretty violent, right? Right. It was. Yeah. And um, and everything, but um, I I loved Wolverine. I had all kinds of shirts and stuff yeah. growing up. I mean, before it was cool, right? You know, to have yeah, nobody knew who Wolverine was back then. But, nobody did, no. But uh, you know, the the Frank Miller miniseries, I loved that series. Yes. I loved. Um, just the regular series, you know, starting with issue one, you know, I, I probably got through, I've read probably 80-something issues of that run. I think about doing that time, man, um, 
I think X Men had was very popular in yeah. like in yes. the eighties when Wolverine. X Men and Teen Titans, Titans were the two big yeah. ones. They tied each other for sales. Right. And then Amazing Spider Man. Now Superman and Batman, crazy numbers. I mean that that woo. They probably printed a million and a half of them mm-hmm. back then. Right. You know, in the golden age, they probably printed a million Action Comics number one. But there's not but seventy five left because. There was a paper drive back then, and if you kept stuff like that, you were hoarding. That's why why people find them in walls and stuff. That guy found that action one in that wall, and his mother-in-law ripped the back cover off of it. I'd still be beating her ass. I mean, she turned That's two million, right? Right now, is it two million? It's over three now? It went up. His copy sold for like 200-something thousand with a back cover ripped Yes, because it was a new copy. Right. Because there's, you know, it's because... All the 75 that exist have changed hands a hundred times. Right. They just, you know. They that's circulate. like, you know, a lot of books I get, and I was like, man, you know, I probably bought this book. And it just See, the thing is about you know. books nowadays, man, they make so much of it. They print yeah. so much of it. Right. Now, this is back in the day when they made those books. If something was just rare because there was not many made. Right. You know, it was a so, certain amount made. That would made well, it so rare. It's so, so easy. I mean, so fun to collect. Like I say, there's no newsstand anymore. Yeah. So, I mean, they're just going to comic book shops. Walmart and Target get books occasionally. And, man, like those Target Ultimate. Man, them books over $100 a piece. They, I mean, because they are rare. I don't even know how you got them. They, they're blue. We've got a number one. But, uh, man, them books are tough to get. But yeah. I mean, it, it is. I mean, I, there's rumors that, you know, Todd McFarlane had three and a half million, million. Yeah. Copies oh, printed of Spawn One, yeah, and he releases them. And like this new movie, he'll release, release more, some yeah. more. But he's they got said a, he's got a warehouse full. Somewhere. Yeah, a warehouse full of them. Whoa, yeah, yeah. That's see, they only now, sold. I mean, what what was the when it first came out? What they sell like one hundred one point seven five million, right? Or and something now, that he had over three right. million printed. Yes. So that tells you how many he still got. Yeah. All right. So the newsstand number one, it had. It was a three percent run, so that means there's only like thirty thousand copies of it. We've done the math. There's right. only like, but they pop up every, every so night, often. Every yeah, so often, often. You know, which like tonight, but like today, right. I had one. Yeah. yeah, and we'll take them every time we find them because people want them. Right, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, but uh, that's a true variant. Yes, that's a true variant. So for you, I'm saying, I know your favorite character, is Spider Man. Oh, we have in common. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I just, I loved him. I mean, from 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 Jump Street, he it just I, what attracts you to because I would get Peter Parker, Spectacular Spider Man, Web of Spider Man. Uh, so it's amazing, spectacular and Web, Web, and then the Todd McFarlane Spider Man, just yeah, regular Spider Man. I had that gold number one Walmart. New stamp. There's no telling where it's at. I, I, it was in a in a pack, and Mama got it for me. And uh, I remember it being there, and it was it was a little dog eared. Man, that thing's a thousand bucks now. Man, woo we. But uh, it wasn't supposed to exist now. Yeah. Uh, but independent stuff. I was the king. I still am. I am the king of independence. Right. Uh, I had a box full of Caliber Presents ones. First Prince of Crow. When that movie come out, you talking about? I mean, that was a dime book, and you talking about it jumped up to a hundred. Now, man, a, a nine point four—that's five hundred bucks. A crow number one, 
Man, I was the only one that had them because I bought them. I bought that stuff out of Gordon's. Gordon's store caught on fire one time when he, Gordon Lee got on. It was first, it was called a Twice Told Tale. Mm-hmm. Then he changed it to Amazing Fantasy. Yep. And then Legends. Right. And he was all over Rome. He moved a lot because, man, he owned a comic book store and, and rent. You know I mean? You got to. But, man, Gordon was so good at it. That store was put together so beautifully. And you could go in and find what you were looking for. And now Gordon couldn't grade for crap. He could not grade. You know, but, man, we don't know this number system. We're, us old cats, we talking about VF. VG, good, fine, very yeah. fine. Man, I don't know how to put no number to it. And you got a 9-8. Man, what for, microscopic de- What microscopic defect now, can for those stop people, it from being a 10.0? Uh, for people who listen to my right. listeners, whatever, explain to them about the grading system for a book, for a comic book. Just the simplest man, term, the simplest way. Uh, you send a book in, uh-huh. and you got these guys in there in the laboratory, like setting, I guess, yes. with white gloves on, and they meticulously look at this book. I imagine they got magnifying glasses, red, uh, delights to look for color touch and alterations, body trimmings, body fluids. <laughs> yeah, these pages are stuck together. This <laughs> Omaha the cat dancer, you know, pages <laughs> <laughs> are stuck. Man. I got arrested at a mall show one time. I, they had the hand. Stop, stop for a okay. second, Shane. For my people who listen, Shane always has a story. Oh, yeah. a story. Oh, Let's yeah. don't talk about this, my celebrities. I, no, we ain't going to do the that. worst luck with celebrities, guys. We're not going to do mean, that. It's awful. Yeah, it's awful. Yeah, but, uh, yeah the grading system is, is, really, is really tough. Yeah. You I have a hard time grading yeah, books, that, man. I had Man. to sit down and basically memorize the Overstreet grading guide, right, front to back. I mean, okay, to to just what read it constantly. What the the grading what the grading system brings to the table is, if you've got some books for sale and you take them and do not ever sell comic books to a comic book shop, they're gonna pay you pennies. They, I mean, they're just. It don't matter if you got mega keys, you got ten Hulk one eighty ones. They are gonna rip you off. I mean, they. Yeah, I they agree. Go, I mean, they, you know, they yeah. in the business to make money. They got to pay that rent, and uh, some. I mean, you even got people living in their shops because they can't afford to house in their apartment. I mean, we know people, but uh, anyway, uh, the grading system keeps you from getting ripped off. You can sell your book on eBay. I hate eBay, but you can do it, mm-hmm. or you can yep. sell them in these groups and Facebook auctions. You don't have to. I mean, you. You're not going to argue. You're not going to sit there and try to pick that book apart. No. Because it's graded. It's got a grade on it. That's it's like graded our, and certified. Yeah. Our uh, Marvel Spotlight number five is graded 7.5. And if you look at that book, it doesn't look like a 7.5. It it looks, you know, maybe a lower grade, but uh, it's got beautiful white pages and it's pretty. You cracked that, but that was one of the first books ever graded. It's CGC. It's the old label. The label's coming off of it. The glue's done. Give up. Right, right, right. So, but uh, if you crack that open, pressed it, cleaned it, and sent it in and got it graded, it might get an eight five or better. But I'm going to tell you guys, pressing and cleaning that is restoration. I don't care what anybody says. You are restoring that book. Could yeah. Dustin, you do uh, pressing and, and cleaning. cleaning. Yeah, and, sure uh, do. Uh, man. 
The best thing to do when you get a book pressed and clean is immediately get it graded and encapsulate it or put it in a comic skin or something because we're thinking that eventually that press is going to break. Right, right, right. And I've never seen it happen, but, but man, CGC was messing folks' books up at one time because they had that new holder system and, Man, it it was they were getting rainbows. I mean, it was just waves. Yeah, and messing. We had we bought a, a Venus of Bane number one, and uh, it was in that brand new CGC case. And I was talking to Dustin, and uh, I just dropped. Man, I mean Amos, I dropped it like when I did that holder popped open, and my book just and me and Dustin's like no tools. No nothing. Just it popped just open. Just popped open. I'm talking about just back from the graders. The weld broke. Yeah, the weld wow. broke on it, and that and I mean I just barely dropped the box. That thing just popped. It's popped open. Now I, I know I just gave um Dustin. I gave your book to um press and clean. Mm-hmm. What was the Marvel Spotlight? Was it yep, the first, first appearance of Spider Woman? Thirty two. Thirty two. Should be Jessica Drew. I'm pretty it's sure Jessica it's Jessica Drew. Drew yeah. yeah. So I, I love that. So too. if I get that book graded, what you think it might get out of it? Mm, I'd say. 5.0. Yeah. That ain't bad for yeah. what I got. That's mid-grade. I mean, yeah, that's mid-grade. It, it's a nice-looking book. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? mean? But, I mean, that's about the only one. I'm going to get another graded, too. It's going to be the um, first appearance of Gambit. The uh, 266. God, we sell that book. Yeah. Do, yeah. Funny <laughs> story about that. At, my, at our last Cartersville show, a guy comes up, and uh, he's, there's, there's people standing behind him. I thought they was together, whatever, but the guy's like, Man, what's she bombed all on it? Man, he had three kids with him and everything, and I'm going through my head. I had like a hundred on it, and I was like, "Man, you pay me now, seventy-five. And he handed me the book back, and he's like, "All right." He just had come in, and this is our show. This is our show we're promoting, you know. And we created this show, worked our tails off for it. And uh, he hands me the book back, and he's like, uh, uh, "I'm gonna go look. I'm gonna go look around. Come back, hold it for me." I set the book down, and immediately the guy right behind him steps up, and he's like, "Man, I'll give you seventy-five for it right now." He said, "I pay you. I'll pay. He counts out cash." So what the guy did was talked me down, right? Seventy-five dollars. Then went to see if he could find it from somebody else cheaper. Uh. This guy's right here with money in his hand, wanting that book. I didn't know what to do. Dustin was like, "Shane." Are they together? I said, man, I think they're together. I said, hey, well, here. So I sold it to him. Right. The guy comes back wanting it. And I'm like, man, it's gone. Yikes. Yeah. I, like, yeah. I mean, he, I, I said, I thought he was with you. I said, I thought that guy was with you. I said, man, that book's gone. I said, I didn't know. I said, man, you you talked me down. Uh-huh. And then you left and went to look to see if you could find it somewhere else cheaper. And then when you couldn't, you come back to me. Guy behind you paid me cash. I mean, that's kind of suck for a consumer. Like, damn, yeah. man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was bad. My goodness. Should I have done it? I don't know. Man, it was hectic. Amos, there was a lot going on. Well, I'm glad you mentioned that. Yeah. You said that's a convention. Y'all two guys have a convention, right? Yeah. It's the Cartersville Comic Con. Comic Con. Yep. It's our fourth year. Oh, really your fourth year? Yes. Okay, okay, okay. Um, what made y'all want to do that? Or just for well, the love of the books, well, the genre. Well, I mean, well really, we we <clears throat> when we started back doing shows and, and setting up at shows because we hadn't in several years, and uh, we just decided to to get started back again. And um, 
They had that brand new convention center over there. Yeah. And we went over and talked to the lady, and she's like, uh, around 10 grand. It's right. going to cost us about $10,000 for that building. So, Dustin, uh, or the lady said, she said, there's some kind of little show that they have at the Civic Center. Well, when me and Dustin walked out, I said, man, I said, uh, what do you think about going checking that Civic He said, he said Shane, I was thinking the same thing. We're peas and carrots. Right. We don't just finish each other's sentences. We start them. <laughs> we start each other's sentences. We're usually thinking the exact same thing. I mean, we are peas and carrots. We're the same person, just in different bodies. But he said, let's go check the, the little the little Civic, po- Civic Center. Center out. We went, and she told us she's like 500 600 bucks, something like that. We paid it right then. Right. We went ahead and got it. And uh, we promoted it for five, six months. I mean, we promote. We went to hen house, outhouse. We went everywhere. We, I mean, I just about went door to door. I saw the people. If I seen somebody wearing a comic book shirt, I had them a flyer. Right, man. There was people popping on there last year. This guy named uh, a friend of ours named Cajun Ricky, and he's he's from Taylorsville. He's like, man, I didn't even know we had one of these. He's like, this is awesome, and he he got a table, and man. He does costumes, and it's awesome. Because I attended yeah, last year for yeah. the first time. All right, so we started out at the Civic Center. Uh-huh. All right. Our first show, we had about three, 400 people in there, and they were spending money. Right. All right. It was after the snowstorm. We, we missed that oh snowstorm by a weekend. By oh, weekend. I remember that shit. And, man, people was ready to get out of the house. Right. And they were like, let's go to Comic-Con. So we had about five, 600 people through the door at $5 a head. And we sold a bunch of stuff at the table. We bought some stuff. A guy brought in a collection and sold it to our friend Steve of Amazing Spider-Man 7 through 25. Steve of Spinnerat? Yes. Mm-hmm. Shout yes. out to Steve. Shout out. And uh, Steve. And now, normally, we would have been, if it had been anybody but Steve, right. we'd have been upset because that guy should have come to us with those books. He didn't pay for a table. He didn't, you know, we should have got those books. But with that Steve, I'm like, man, that's fine. All right. I hope 181 walked in there. I took it straight to Steve. And there's people following behind me. If if Steve don't buy it, I want it. Well, we looked through it, and the, the Marvel value stamp wasn't just gone. The whole page was. And the guy wanted like 800 bucks for it. 300 or something like that. I mean, he had it several hundred. It was several hundred dollars. And I was like, man, without that value stamp, that book is incomplete, and it should grade less than poor. So you're talking about that book's worth $50. Dude, no, that book's like a thousand dollars now without the Marvel Valley stamp. It's crazy, but we we run it there for yeah. at the Civic Center for, for a couple of years, yeah. and uh, the second year, you know, we went over about uh, we went over about eight hundred in attendance right. the second year. The fire marshal was like, "Y'all are beyond capacity." Right. Yeah, we, we had reached so we the capacity on the building. Yes, we outgrew it. We, I mean, it looked like I swear to Eminem. It looked like the Walking Dead. I looked, and there was just an ocean of people. Hey, I mean, this is our second year. We have it on we video, had, actually. Yeah, it, and it's on YouTube somewhere. Oh, okay. All right, so we had nearly a 1,000 to the door that time. All right. right. So we were like, all right. So we made this profit off the door. We took that profit, and we went to the Civic Center, and we're like, let's do Conference this. Conference Center. Conference Center. I mean, the Clarence Brown Conference Center. And we're like, let's do this. She made us a deal. We done it. We... There were some things. There was, there was problems, but we're gonna, we're gonna solve them this time. Like the dealers' tables being pointed right, toward right, the bar, right, 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 and everything. I mean, we had some complaints, 
But man, but my nothing, nothing major. Nothing major. Yeah, but and when I went the first year there, you know, it was, it was pretty good. It was big, oh, yeah, it was very good. steady. We had about twelve, thirteen hundred people to the door. Yeah, it was steady. We did good. Yeah. yeah. I bought me a brand new adjustable bed with the profit. Spent about fifteen hundred dollars on it. <laughs> had to have it. You got to sleep in comfort, brother. When you my age and got all the problems I got, but, but uh, yeah, we we did really well through the door, and I mean, we went up to you know ten dollars a head, and that's right. that's where we want to keep the show. And, yes, and you know the more people that we have come, you know the the more guests that we can get right you know we want more cost stuff players. like that you know we like you know, to have cosplay and, more and cost see players it through oh you do huh yeah. yeah and uh you know and uh but you know what what people don't realize is how much money that it, it, it takes to put yeah. one of these yes. on right i mean it's easily ten thousand dollars yeah, goes into it yeah easy and so spend it to it an advertisement we, we yeah. get on the radio i, I would get a tv ad if I, you know, we don't have local television stations anymore, though. Right. Yeah. Uh, and uh, it's, it's got to go all through social media and radio and stuff like yeah. that. Oh yeah. We Even do, doing my podcast right now, yeah. I mean, I'm trying to right. give give out um, information about it right well, now. We need to give you some flyers too. Right. Okay. Let's see. So there you go. Be going somewhere with Mark, you can pass out flyers. If I say what again? When you go somewhere with Mark, <laughs> you can pass out flyers. That's the sore spot with me. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna skate on by this. I'm just gonna skate right on by. It. I'm not going to say a word on this podcast about that. I'm, I'm not. Man, I have followed that man's career since for, Strike Force Mortal. For those who don't know, he, it's, talk, it's Mark Bagley. Exactly. He's an artist for Amazing Spider-Man, Ultimate Spider-Man. Anything that he did in Marvel, in Marvel character, he has done. And he lives 15 minutes from the civics, or from the conference center, literally. I mean, he lives over in what, Woodstock? No, he's in no, Marietta. 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 Yeah. But... Yeah, you know, within about a half an hour, right or so. Yeah, and uh, but I'm not gonna get Yeah, I followed that man's career since Strike Force Mortar, and when he first did, I mean, he created Carnage, that 361. But man, you look at that, and then you look at his Ultimate Spider-Man run. The dude, c- he even surpassed McFarlane to me. He nailed Ultimate Spider-Man to the wall. It has, um, his style got I love you, Mark Bagley. <laughs> well, I, some Mark Bagley. I don't, yeah, like I said, I've known him from years, man. I mean, at first, when I was a fan. I, from the beginning, I would tell the story about it. I'm a fan first, and mom is friend, but that's that's another story in, in itself. <laughs> so, but yeah, I, mean, I appreciate you guys coming to the, doing the podcast with me, oh, man. Because yeah, I, I want sure. I want the people to know that you guys got a convention coming in what yeah. no September 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 fourteenth. And um, go ahead and give all the information right now to yep. our listeners. We have uh, September 14th from 10 to 6. That's Saturday. Um, that's a couple weeks after Dragon yep. Con, so you can mm-hmm. save your money up. Yes, we are. And, you know, it's, it's $10 a head. It's not we are you know, what 50 dra- bucks. We are what Dragon Con should have been and what used to be. Yeah. They have changed so much. It ain't nothing but a parade and a cosplay party now. That's I mean, true. I, hate to, I hate to dog Dragon Con, but... 
that parade, man. This I just I mean they had Stan Lee be the Grand Marshal up that year, and that was awesome. I love Stan Lee, but uh, man, Dragon Con just ain't Dragon Con anymore. There's no dealers in there. That we our show is for vendors and customers, and where else you can't have that much fun anywhere else for ten bucks. There's no way. There's no way. I mean, for, you know. Uh, not for a whole yeah, day, and, it, and then you know, kids yeah. twelve and under are free. It costs more than ten dollars to eat at McDonald's and play at the playground. Oh yeah, you can't go yeah. to a movie for that. No, you can't. Yeah, go to no, a movie what a movie to go for under ten dollars over the NCG? That's seven yeah. bucks. But then again, you got to buy concessions yeah. only on Tuesdays, yeah. right? Yeah, you're right yeah. about that. And you got to pay thirty bucks for a bucket of popcorn. We won't charge you thirty bucks for a bucket of popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have more food vendors. This How about that? You did about food vendors. We we kind of we didn't mess up, but. But uh, we we see that what we've got to do this year, we're gonna get some taco trucks, right, and stuff like stuff that. Like we're gonna have food, and uh, there was that, food there last yes, year, but, but it was a long. We didn't line. have enough. Yeah. Right. I only saw like three. Only three trucks out yeah. there. Was, they were overwhelmed. There were so many customers hitting them, but they come up to us at the end of the show talking about, "Can we do this next year?" Right. Guy brought two ATMs and they got empty. They oh, it, it, we really? get out two ATM machines. I didn't know that. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I mean, so I, I yeah, they told them. Cash going through I that told show. the conference center that to make sure that we tell the guy that does the ATM machines that I would like for him to set up an, an additional one just in the vendor room. Right? right. You know, two in the lobby is okay. I said, but one inside the vendor room would be really nice. So the customers wouldn't have to leave the, cash. you know, wouldn't have to leave the vendor room to go out to the lobby to get right. cash. They could just run to like one of the corners yeah. or something. Yeah. And don't give them no it. extra time to think about it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. don't yeah. get them don't close to the front them, door. Yeah. You know, yeah. when they should uh, I do this? What? Huh? No, yeah. I need to do this. Spend now, the money. We have tried so many times to get the Batmobile, Ghostbusters car, Ghostbusters, and man, but they, a zombie truck. We had a zombie truck, and that guy was like, oh, the truck's broke down. No, he didn't want to do it because he couldn't drive the truck inside. At most shows, he can drive that truck in there, but he couldn't at our show. I know, it's a brand-new company. They are no way. So far, far, um, you guys announced anybody so far this year? As far as? Um, So far, we have uh, Robert E. Brown, Brown, which did – if, chaos, if you're a fan yeah. of chaos, he did pretty much yeah, everything. He, Lady yeah. Death, uh, even Ernie, even Ernie, Ernie uh, Purgatory, uh, uh, yeah, Insane Clown Posse. Man, those Insane Clown Posse books bring big money. Cap- we bought one the other day with a CD in it, yeah. and, it and uh, it's Rev Art. We're gonna get him to sign it and oh. probably get about two hundred bucks for it because okay. uh, that's he did the way you get that CD. The Undertaker series, yes, that's yes. very popular. Yeah. He did that. Yeah. And, uh, um, but Reb, you know, he's he's done he's a ton a of other guy. stuff. He yeah. he did uh, Iron Fist. He did uh, work for Marvel for a long time. He drew us a Werewolf by Night Thirty Two, or oh, no, or Werewolf by Night Number One. Number One. He drew oh, us okay. just flat hat and flat out drew. But um, he uh, he does a ton of stuff like that. Does yeah. a lot of monster and we books. Got to give a shout out for things. our boy, Mister Brian Silverback. <laughs> I have tried that. to make him a household name. I blasted him all in my all my groups. And anytime he does anything for us, you know, he, he wasn't feeling well at that Matrotham con, and that was... Yeah, yeah, we talked about that. He wasn't feeling too good. Yeah. But yeah. We, we have Brian, yeah, uh, Brian. Silverbacks will be there. 
Uh, we have a good friend of ours, Mark Wright's going to be there. Mm-hmm. Mark does, um, he's done, you know, comic book work for Marvel and, and things like that. Uh, but Mark is more well known for doing like uh, his, his, um, like Hanna-Barbera characters oh, and, okay. and things like that. Okay. His artwork is, it's, good. it's really, really good. Um, so he'll, he'll be there as well. Uh, Jason Flowers is going to be know there. Jason. Yeah. I know Jason. Um, Jason, he's done work for the major companies also. He's got a book out for, for uh, Caliber, Caliber yeah. on comics. Um, AI, AI War, yeah. yeah, Wars, yeah, that yeah. my book. Yeah. Now, so that's coming we're working out. on some surprise guests. We're working on it. We're doing the best we can. <laughs> you know, we 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 have man, a couple a couple pretty big names in the yeah, we, in the works. And, we might uh, can pull them up. We've got so to have a little something, something we've, on our uh, sleeves. We've, we've got to keep something hidden, you know, to keep kind of. Yeah. Pushing last at the but we we have have them pretty well nailed down so okay okay cool to make a big last push you know two three months from the show right you know really hype it up you know start pumping it out there on social media the radio things like that Um, you know and these are household names you know if you're a comic book fan you know and stuff and you go to your local comic book shops and things like that you're gonna know who we're trying to get. it, you know, so um, we're, you know, we're we're working on them, and we're we're about about ninety five percent there. Okay, on them. Um, well, you know, if you need somebody to do a podcast, I'm there. That's right, I'm um, there, man. Yeah, you know. do a podcast while you're there. No, yeah, yeah, no problem. Yeah, man. So that's cool, man. I'm glad everything's working out so far. You know. Oh yeah, yeah, so, it's, it's doing really good. Uh, now we we had some major issues. With the with the last show, we my father died, yeah. Dustin's grandfather died, and uh, our vendor coordinator, his father died that Friday or that Thursday night. The show must go on though. Yeah. I mean, we two, you two know, days before. I was like, we'll cry on Sunday. I said, let's have our show, do our thing, and we'll cry on Sunday for our lost loved ones. And that's basically what we did. And you know, my mother passed in February, and uh, that's that's still raw and. Uh, but uh, I'm telling you, as long as I got breath in my lungs, there's going to be, me and him, there's going to be a comic book con. Yeah. That's good. Well, you know, I'm glad you guys came tonight, I mean, oh, yeah. took me on the podcast and everything, because I wanted you guys on here. You know, sure. although you left here with a buttload of books. About four long boxes. <laughs> and man, we're old and broke down and got all this stuff wrong with us. This man's about to have a total knee replacement. And you can go and, and get and books from yeah, me. We're going, we we taking out hundred pound boxes <laughs> of books. Well I, <laughs> well, I help you load it in your jeep. I got a story, but I was uh, <laughs> this was in my younger days. But I was getting ready to go to West Tillander's show in Atlanta. It's a good show, and I was married to my first wife, Shanine. And I walked out in our front yard, teasing me. Walked out in my front yard. Carrying two long boxes, and I stepped on a snake. Oh! I stepped on a snake, and my wife was screaming, and he was flopping and wrapping around my leg. I got off of it, and he took off. So can you imagine me weighing about 270 pounds with 200 pounds of books in my arms and stepping on that snake? That poor snake shot for the woods, but that's just funny. Damn, I've dude. always got a story. Yeah. But, yeah. But that's oh, you, we could tell you about you know loading up for... 
shows in, in a samurai. That could be another story. Oh, my God. I did shows in a Suzuki samurai with eight-foot rags sticking out of the back. All right, that's enough. Yeah. <laughs> that's enough. I stopped I to get gas, and people would be like, man, why you charge me to put some shells in my house? I was like, that's not what I do, sir. That is so far from what I do. Damn, man. Yeah. You, you lived, the, you lived, the lived life. an interesting life. This is life, man. Yeah, you really did. So, some stuff. so how can people um get you what social media um account can people see your um work and Mr. Stuff? Shane Hester on Facebook. S H A N E H S T R. How about you, you, about you get, Dustin? Um I'm on there, you know, Dustin Ruff. Uh you can find Cartersville Comic Con on there if you search for that. You can also find uh Rough Edges Comics and Collectibles on there if you right. search for it. Which is, you know, our name when we go set up at conventions, that's what we go by. Yeah. Um, Mr. Dustin Ruff, Ruff Edges, you get it. You know, uh, we were sitting at the pizza farm, and we, uh, Dustin, like, well, what are we gonna call our business? I was like, man, Rough Edges, because man, that's what you look for in a comic book. I was like, man, it's got some rough edges. Everybody tells us that's genius, but I mean, it was the man's last name, and you know, it clicks. It works. It works. It Everything's. Works. I'm telling you, in the comic, if it's the comic book business. It falls in place for us. Everything right. else, like I bought a scratch-off lottery ticket the other day, and I had to pay the cashier five dollars. It said, "Pay him five dollars." I didn't, not only did I lose, <laughs> I had to pay the cashier five dollars. Oh, oh, <laughs> it's like monopoly. That's like I was I was buying them seventy-five dollars luxury tax. Them uh, blackjack tickets, and I man, I would have four aces, and then the dealers got a royal flush, and that happened every time I scratched it. And I was like. You know how rare old Royal Flush is? That's just That's probably, crazy. Yeah. And poke, I mean, he, the house has always got a Royal Flush. Hey, the house yeah, wins. The dude. house wins. The yeah, house I wins. don't care. Yeah, and for me, um, everybody, you can check out my um, JustBeingAmos.com. Also, all my social media accounts are JustBeingAmos. Instagram, Facebook. And also, I'm missing one. I'm missing one. Missing one. Twitter. Right. <laughs> and yep. Twitter. Man, I'm tired. Man, I, I don't even know what Twitter it is. It might be the Hennessy. Yeah, it might, might, it might be, be the Hennessy. You <laughs> might be right. It might be Hennessy. Man, we old. We, so, we were supposed to have been home by now. We ain't ate supper. We, I mean, yeah. We're going to have to go to the gas station and get some nachos. <laughs> gas station nachos. Well, I'm glad y'all came along with on this podcast, and I uh, hope I see you guys pretty soon. Oh yeah! Everybody have a have a blessed day and good night. Peace. Just being a